As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to What is Going Om for new thought from the edge of Om. Each week on Om Time's flagship radio show, veteran broadcaster, author, and media consultant Sandy Sedgebeer conducts thought provoking interviews with inspirational authors, artists, musicians, scientists, speakers, and filmmakers who are working at the point where spirituality and science meet consciousness at the very edge of Om. Here is your host, Sandy Sedgebeer. Hello. For centuries, pilgrims have walked the ancient pilgrimage route to Santiago de Compostela in northwestern Spain as an act of penance. Today, many thousands of people are rediscovering these ancient paths as a means of walking into authenticity and self-discovery. Walking the Camino is widely regarded as an incredibly memorable and unique experience. Tonight, we're going to hear from a former news journalist whose first pilgrimage proved to be such a profoundly transformative experience that he's not only returned to walk the Camino 12 times since then, but has also established himself as a highly successful health and self-development mentor and entrepreneur who's trained thousands of people on personal and company health issues. Reno Gevers joins me tonight to talk about his latest book, Deep Walking for Body, Mind and Soul, in which he not only shares why walking is one of the most underrated and best ways of healing our body, mind and spirit, but also offers thought-provoking insights and key principles for stepping into authenticity and living a life of health and vitality in times of crisis and uncertainty. Reno Gevers, welcome. Glad to be with you, Sandy. Uh, good to have you, Reno. Um, you're doing what I've been promising myself for the last uh, 10 years that I was going to do and haven't got around to yet. Yes, that's what a lot of people say. Uh, you just have to take that step and just do it. Uh, at that time, 2007, when I walked the first time, it was a friend who recommended this, and uh, I haven't looked back since. Uh, it's become more or less an addiction to do this walk every year now. Yeah, yeah I can understand why. So you grew up in the South African province of KwaZulu-Natal, where you spent much of your early childhood on your grandparents' farm learning about nature and the customs of the local Zulus. And you know quite a bit 
about hitting the wall and leaving home and transforming your life because you've done it more than once. So tell us a little bit of the backstory and what led you to that first Camino walk. Well, at that time, this was 2007, and as you know, the media industry was going through a very rough patch at the time with the whole digital revolution. And I was a, a news junkie. I was working for an international news agency in Hamburg, Germany. And uh, the, the, the whole uh, environment was changing very much. I was going through a job and a marriage crisis at the same time. I uh, more or less hit the wall. I was feeling very exhausted and frustrated. And uh, I just took a backpack and I did a walk. And, of course, I, I took too much things with me. Um, I, it was a huge physical challenge. I wasn't very fit. I didn't prepare very well. And, of course, the first day I got horribly lost. And uh, uh, it took me hours to find uh, the local hostel <laughs> where I stayed. And it was uh, at that point I was close to giving up, in fact. But thank God I continued. So that first trip, I mean, had you decided that you were going to do the whole 500 miles or were you going to do just part of it as a test to see? The first time I just did part of it and then uh, the, the uh, third time I actually walked the, um, uh, the entire stretch um, doing five and a half weeks, uh, which was a far more intense experience. But uh, the first um, uh, two walks were uh, about three weeks and uh, that that certainly uh, motivated me to do um, uh, to take a longer time out period, and uh, that uh, uh, was the, the right thing to do. Most most uh, Camino experts really do recommend to do um, to do a four or five week stretch at the time. And of course, um, the, I was very lucky at the time to be able to take that time out. So, exploring the. Um the ancient pilgrimage paths is becoming a popular crash course in self-development. What happened to you on that first trip that made you want to go back a second time? Uh, well, um, the, the, uh, the key uh, takeaway here is that um, uh, you very much go through uh, three phases. Um, the, the old medieval p uh, pilgrims call it the first stretch is the path of crucifixion where you go through very uh, tough uh, physical challenges going up the Pyrenees Mountains uh, and then the middle section going through the Meseta which is a lonely long stretch they call that the valley of death walking through the valley of death where you go through uh, uh, lots of emotional uh, um, old uh, stuff um, and, and the amazing thing was that uh, things came up that I thought I had dealt with years ago. A lot of my South African memories came back from the time I, I, I worked uh, as a journalist during the transition to, to democracy and uh, saw a lot of those um, uh, township wars as a reporter and uh, um, I thought I had dealt with it rationally as a reporter at the time, and uh, um, that came up very vividly, and um, I had to deal with that. I had to deal with a lot of old relationship issues, uh, some uh, traumatic childhood memories uh, of apartheid South Africa, and uh, then uh, an amazing thing happened because um, they call that the, um, the part of resurrection where you literally go into that empty space where you don't feel your body anymore, you, you feel relaxed, you feel at ease, 
um, all that baggage has like literally fallen off and a hike of 12 miles or 20 kilometers a day becomes an easy stretch. You don't have to deal with that, that uh, massive physical challenge you had to deal with at the beginning. Your body just becomes accustomed to walking uh, long stretches at a time. Mm. So, I mean, emotionally, going through those, those three stages must be really... Um you know, quite disorienting in many respects. And I would imagine that you're really hitting the valleys as well as, you know, the top of the mountain at times. Exactly. Um, and the amazing thing is that um, a lot of the uh, pilgrims on the Camino uh, have very much the same experience. Uh, and um, many of the people I met on the Camino um, are at, at some type of crossroad in their life. Um, Many of them, uh, in, in, in the middle of life, having had to de deal with maybe a divorce or a, a loss of a job or a, a close family member having died, and uh, that's becoming that motivation to look for that empty space, to look for reorientation in life, for uh, realignment, and... Um, or having had friends who've walked the, the, the Camino, who've recommended this as one way of, of self-healing. Um, and I've, I've really met some amazing people. Uh, one of them, for instance, was a guy from, from uh, uh, Scotland who uh, walked uh, from uh, Edinburgh to uh, uh, Santiago uh, literally only days after his wife died from cancer, which was his way of dealing with his, his, um, uh, his uh, depression. Yeah, um, I, I can imagine that it is, you know, it is a bit like walking through the valley of death, that you are, you are going through a process. Um, of coming to terms with something, and I can imagine that must be really challenging. What was the difference for you in going for two to three weeks as to doing the whole trip all in one go? You know, was there a market difference? Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, I think um, that uh, breaking it off after three weeks, you, you're actually just starting to go into uh, various processes. And for me, of course, um, it was several Caminos after each other um, that, that really brought that massive change in my life where I decided at some point uh, – this this um, job as a, as, a, as a news reporter, as a news agency journalist, was no longer fulfilling. Uh, the marriage I, I was in was, was dysfunctional. It wasn't a very happy marriage. And uh, the place I was living in at the time, uh, northern Germany near Hamburg, uh, wasn't fulfilling. Um, so basically, I, I changed my life on all levels, um, changed my career, uh, changed the place I lived, um, uh, changed everything. That's pretty remarkable. You know, I've met a number of people who've um, walked the Camino, including one, the guy who writes all the guidebooks for it and um, the people who made the recent really popular documentary. And I've read several books, and I have to say that your book is a standout because you're not just talking about your experience. You're talking about many people's experiences, but you're also talking about... Um, you know, all of the insights that one gets and you're bringing in everything that is happening in life. In fact, it's a great guidebook to read for what's going on right now. 
because if we if we're concerned about you know the craziness in the world the fear the loneliness um the instability you've got answers to all of it and and very sane answers in this particular book well, well this is the amazing thing that happened to me because i grew up in 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 south africa which uh, at the time which was uh a very religious Calvinist country, and as you might know, um, the the apartheid government tried to justify uh, the injustice uh, through their Calvinist uh, doctrine, and so I was very much off religion uh, at at one point, and then uh, on the Camino, I I found. Uh, what I would call experiential spirituality, which is something completely different uh, than a belief religion. And I think this is what many people on the Camino are looking for. They're looking for that, that, ex that, that very personal individual experience uh, that I would also describe as um, soul purpose finding direction. Where do I want to go in life? I might have 20 to 30 years left of my life. What do I want to do with it? Mm, yeah. You say that there is a difference between hiking and deep walking and that, you know, a deep walk, I mean, you're really finding a rhythm that is in synchronicity with the rhythm of the universe. That's a beautiful way to explain it. Yes, um, the, 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 the one is, is um, a sporting uh, exercise. Um, you can basically go hiking anywhere in nature and have an experience. But the deep walking experience, the, the, the pilgrimage walk, is uh, something entirely different. Uh, maybe you're looking for some type of answer, and I see it as just one of many methods. Some people choose meditation. Uh, some people might choose yoga or uh, some some therapy uh, as a way of healing. For me, it was uh, uh, this uh, hiking, this uh, pilgrimage, deep pilgrimage walk, and I've um, now basically come to the point where I do one every year. Um, I've just come back from the uh, Via Francigena in Italy, which was uh, uh, quite a quite a unique experience during the COVID times. <laughs> Um, and I did find a few people who were still walking, but uh, this year has been, of course, on many levels very, very different, uh, where um, a lot of people simply couldn't walk. And uh, I've been following the uh, Camino forums very closely, and uh, uh, many uh, people have postponed their trips to next year and are looking forward to doing their walk uh, maybe 2023, 2024. Uh, it's becoming a very, very popular means of, of self-development. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Healing. Mm, yes, it is. Now, you say that how and where you walk makes all the difference. Tell us why. Exactly. I think the the Camino uh, uh, in Spain is something quite special because uh, you feel that energy on these old trails where people have walked for centuries. You you see old stone crosses where medieval pilgrims were, were buried who died on their way. And you see the ruins of these uh, old uh, Camino hospitals where they treated uh, pilgrims who were ill and uh, suffered from disease or injury. Uh, you see uh, in the buildings, in the architecture, in the old chapels and churches, so many of these old uh, uh, signs of, of, of the, the, these ancient um, uh, religious sites, which, which have something quite uh, special um, uh, that, that cannot really be explained. It's just a, a feeling one has of, of going and moving and walking into a very, very ancient uh, energy. Well, you make the point in the book, you know, I mean, this is, this is people have been walking the Camino for goodness knows how many years, um, hundreds. And um, you mentioned, you know, that it's like uh, Rupert Sheldrake's Morphic Field. There is a field there now and walking it, you're literally stepping into that field, aren't you? Absolutely. I would totally go with uh, Rupert Sheldrake's uh, field energy, uh, mm. which which can only be experienced, can only be felt. Uh, one cannot really rationally explain what's happening and also what, what happens to people who uh, start the walk maybe as a, as a, um, a sporting adventure and then end their walk as a pilgrim uh, mm. and uh, um, end that walk an entirely different person. Yeah, I'm sure. You're listening to What Is Going On. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and my guest today is author, mentor, and consultant, Reno Gebbers, whose latest book, Deep Walking for Body, Mind, and Soul, draws from his many pilgrimage walks on the Camino de Santiago across Spain to share some key insights and principles for living a life of health, strength, and vitality. We'll be back with more from Reno Gathers after the break. The future of Internet Radio is here. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free. AscendingHearts.com 
More than 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder, and that number continues to grow. I'm Sharon Saylor, and I'm one of those 24 million. To put that number in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. That's why I've brought together top experts and those thriving regardless of their diagnosis to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information. Join me, Sharon Saylor, Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio to find out how to live your life uninterrupted. Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, host of Om Time's flagship radio show, What Is Going On? As a long-time editor, book judge, spiritual magazine publisher and radio host, I've read thousands of books and interviewed hundreds of authors and teachers. So I know what's worth reading and what isn't. Now, with the spiritual book market growing increasingly crowded, more and more people are seeking my help in finding the authentic voices the empowering tools and the genuine skip the BS guidance that will make the most difference to their spiritual development. So I decided to make it easier by bringing my knowledge, experience and considerable network of contacts together in the No BS Spiritual Book Club. There are no ads, no joining fees, no obligations and no BS. Just an ever-growing library compiled by recognisable and respected names of the 10 best books that help them the most on their journeys. Plus free book excerpts, audios and live video interviews where you can quiz them about their spiritual journeys and their 10 best list choices. Your time and money are valuable, your spiritual journey even more so. If you're looking for genuine guidance from people who've walked this path before you, check out sedgebeer.com. Click on the No BS Spiritual Book Club tab and join the club. That's sedgebeer.com, S-E-D-G-B-E-E-R.com. I'll see you there. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong. Welcome back. Reno Givers, you talk about um, walking the Camino as a crash course in life's key lessons. What are the most important lessons that you learned? Well, I think the major problem we have in society today is that we are confronted with these thousands of daily distractions. And um, I think this, this quiet, finding this quiet space in nature, uh, I think, is the, is the key lesson. Uh, and realigning with the powers of nature and opening the senses to um, the sounds and smells and uh, whispers uh, of the universe. I think that is uh, the key takeaway I uh, personally have experienced. Mm. You, you. I was looking on your website earlier at some of your blog posts, and uh, all of them, um, they offer so much uh, clarity and wisdom about what's happening in society today. And of course, we all know that society seems to be falling apart at the seams, so to speak, or being ripped apart. Um, and you've, you've really got some really interesting topics that you're 
positing there. You talk about us having lost the ability to communicate and the pseudo beliefs fill in the void of religion. What do you think? Yes, um, absolutely. I think a lot of what we're seeing at the moment is is uh, trying to fill that void. A lot of people are extremely confused, and I think uh, um, there is an inherent longing uh, for um, something spiritual in every human life. Because I firmly believe that uh, we do come onto this earth with uh, with a purpose uh, to um, evolve, to grow. And that life throws those lessons at us, and that every generation has uh, certain challenges to deal with. I think the the past generation certainly was all about uh, dealing with ideology, or the the, the different ideologies, the isms, uh, overcoming that. Uh, and today, I think um, the millennial generation um, is certainly having to deal with um, all these distractive forces. Um, the digital uh, issue uh, that that uh, pull people in all sorts of directions, uh, and all the more important, I feel that uh, we um, need we need that quiet space, and uh, more and more people are uh, going on a search. Um, and I found that, for instance, on the Camino, when I initially did my first walk, most of them were. Um, around their 50s, late 50s, a lot of them were pensioners. And lately I found lots of younger people walking in the early 20s, uh, mid-20s, with the same type of questions. Uh, this, this I find quite amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you write quite eloquently about, I mean, you, you as a news journalist, you were there when the Berlin Wall came down. Um, you, you've met several people. Um, during your career, including Nelson Mandela. And you write about the things that we were doing back then. You know, we were taking walls down. We were opening, opening ourselves up to one another. And now all of a sudden, we seem to be closing the doors and we're going back to kind of tribalism. Uh, everybody's wanting to stay in their own little corner and it's all about me and my tribe and not about the rest of us. And... Um, and one of the things that you make very clear is how this is all part of, um, you know, nothing stays the same, but it's all part of evolution. And I think right now people are finding it very hard to see what is happening as part of a natural evolution. It's, it's very scary. It is very scary, and I think there's a lot of fear out there, and because there's a lot of fear out there, that turns into anger, it turns into disorientation. People like easy answer to very complex problems. Uh, uh, as you say, the tribalism is increasing, but I think on a higher level, um, this is part of the pushback we always see when society goes through major changes. And I think looking at it long term, I'm very optimistic because we are moving into an era of raised consciousness. I'm pretty sure about this. I just feel it, and a lot of us are feeling it, um, that, of course, on the road, on the path to higher consciousness, we are going to have a lot of pushback from from the uh, the darker side, the, the, the collective shadow side of, of, of humanity, which comes out of that that sphere of uh, of fear and anxiety and of toxic emotion. 
And what mm-hmm. we're seeing, of course, in America at the moment very much uh, illustrates what is, what is happening on a global level. Yes, indeed. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your first book, which was Walking on Edge, A Pilgrimage to Santiago. You wrote that as a a novel, more or less, uh, you know, a story, a metaphor, a parable. Tell us a little bit about that and why you chose to write it that way. Well, uh, that that story is based on a long walk I had with a uh, fellow pilgrim from America, uh, half half uh, Indian um, and half Spanish, and uh, I learned a lot from this guy. And I thought um, uh, that that he's one of the characters, and based also on another character. And I mixed the two, and I thought I'd try it as a novel. Uh, and um, uh, it it was also working through my own issues. Uh, uh, from those first uh, three, four uh, longer walks I did. And I did call it Walking on Edge because um, I was very much walking on edge at the same time, not not uh, knowing at the time in which direction do you really want to go, uh, what journey are you taking on life's long journey. Um, the uh, profound uh, experience I had was that, uh, of course, uh, we are all on a journey, uh, but the, 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 the lesson for me at the time then was um, you have to come back from your journey and you have to uh, spread the word about the journey uh, so that uh, more people can um, uh, also uh, have a same, the same type of experience. Mm. I mean, it had some interesting reviews. Um, you know, it is the kind of story... Um, in essence, like with, you know, the alchemist, it's somebody on a journey, it's somebody who's looking for something, somebody whose life is not going well. A um, little bit like uh, Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman, that kind of ilk, walking a young man whose marriage is all but dead and walking in the company of somebody who is wiser than he is and what he learns along the way. And one of the reviews said it could have easily turned into spiritual psychobabble, but you did a great job of keeping it very real and making the characters, um, you know, emerge in their own right. So um, what sort of reaction have you had to that book? Uh, it's, it's been different reactions, of course. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, the main, the main uh, feedback I've been getting was that it was uh, different from the normal type of Camino book. A lot of, I mean, there are hundreds of books on the Camino. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of them are um, travel logs. They are travel diaries. Uh, I wanted to get a bit away from that. Um, I, my, my real mission is to, um, to spread the word uh, about what people uh, r- really want on the Camino. And I think uh, one of the main needs here is um, the finding finding meaning, finding purpose, um, this what I call experiential spirituality, which is so different from uh, practiced religion, uh, which of course is going through a crisis like most institutions. But the need for, for identity, for, um, for soul purpose, for meaning in life, that will always stay. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I've talked to people and um, there's, there's such a high at the end of it. And some people are so, um, so, so transformed, you know, that they, they want to go home and they want to change everything and they want to, um, you know, be an evangelist about this and what they've learned and what they've discovered. What do you think it's like to come back from an experience like that to be facing experiences like the one that we're in the middle of would that experience yeah. make somebody um, stronger and an interesting question because um a friend of mine is actually coaching people uh on their journey after the journey <coughs> uh, some some people really fall into a crisis because uh what they what they experience on the camino is is very different from their daily reality and of course um Life is not uh, like that because um, uh, you you do have to face your daily reality uh, when coming back home. Um, you do have to change things. You do have to take action. Uh, you can't fall back into um, old routines. Um, some people are scared. They are scared of changing things in their life and then uh, fall into what uh, uh, I call this, this um, uh, permanent melancholy uh, and then um, uh, the, the, the sadness becomes so big that uh, they they eventually do move out of the comfort zone like I did and then uh, change things uh, and uh, I'm certainly looking at it in retrospect um, uh, very happy that I, I did move out of the comfort zone because uh, sometimes the comfort zone gets very very uncomfortable <laughs> yes it does it does indeed. I'm just curious, you know, you come out of that on a high. And if you, you know, let's say somebody came out of that, you know, six months ago, just as we're going into lockdown um, in many countries, and then they come back into a world that is vastly altered, you know, how would that impact the resolve that one must have after such a numinous experience? You know, does is, does it just destroy it or make you think, well, you know, this is, I, I can't do this on my own. I can't change the world on my own. It's too, too, got yeah. too many problems. It, it, exactly. We can't. I mean, we have to um, 
a move away from that ego. The ego wants to change everything individually, but we are, of course, a collective humanity. And I think if we look at it from that perspective, it's easier to deal with it. Uh, it, it it's an interesting point because um, the uh, the experience you have on the Camino is uh, you, 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 you meet people, uh, you, you become friends with total strangers, and you bond very closely with these people. Uh, you, you walk every day, you walk alone, then you walk together, you, you share meals together. And then, of course, you, you might come home, you're, in, you're alone in your apartment, you feel lonely, you miss that community, that feeling of community and camaraderie. And then um, the, the old issues come back. But uh, the, the real lesson from the Camino is to transmute those, those lessons learned uh, into your daily life. Uh, because uh, that's what it's really about. Yeah, so it's probably very hard to be walking and learning those lessons, but then to come back and have to continue to apply those lessons must be quite a challenge. That, that is absolutely the hardest part of it, uh, which I also found the, ha the hardest part of it. Um, my way of dealing with it was to just uh, continue walking, finding uh, small places in nature to revive uh, that, that Camino feeling. Uh, and um, I, I've got a dog, which, which makes things easier because the dog tells you all the time, it's time for a walk. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, so I do take time out every day to do my walk. And uh, that does keep the energy up at a, at, at a certain level. Uh, of course, if you on that high, walking every day, those, those 12 to to 13 miles, um, you, you on a different energy level, definitely. Uh, because yeah. in your daily life, you are just confronted with all those daily distractions. You, you're having to deal with um, all those voices of negativity that pound at your, at your mind all the time, uh, uh, which you don't have on the Camino because you can really uh, escape from all that. Uh, and uh, a lot of people I know who've walked, they literally uh, don't... Uh, take uh, uh, any uh, electronic equipment with them no no iphone or anything uh, just to just to go into really really go into that experience well then it's such a stark contrast when you come out of it i mean it's easy i would imagine in a setting you know walking the camino with like-minded people that you know everybody that you meet is you know, got the same kind of um, goal in sight. So it's easy to fall into that place of introspection and um, anticipation of uh, epiphanies. And then you come out of it and you're just bombarded in the world and it must be very hard to hold that. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think it's probably much the same experience that people have after going into a retreat for a couple of weeks and then going back into that into that world with all that noise and all that distraction. Um, I had a, um, a similar experience after doing the, the old part, the Camino Primitivo, uh, up in the mountains where I was uh, uh, walking alone for, um, uh, must have been about a week. I was almost completely alone. And... Uh, uh, I, I walked into a cafe and I saw this blaring TV, which was literally uh, a, sh a shock to my system. Uh, and uh, I, I had quite a hard time dealing with it. Does it uh, which, make uh, you want to uh, be just a goes to show what, what uh, um, uh, our system has to deal with every day. Uh, it's become so immune to um, 
all these uh, uh, um, pounding noises uh, that, that uh, bombard us all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm certain of that. It must be very hard to have to deal with that. You're listening to What Is Going On. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and I'm speaking with author, mentor, speaker, and power body-mind consultant, Reno Gevers, about his book, Deep Walking for Body, Mind, and Soul, in which he shares the powerful body, mind, and spirit benefits of deep walking and the insights, wisdom, and key principles he learned on his many pilgrimage walks on the Camino del Santiago. We'll be back with more from Reno Gevers after the break. The cutting edge of conscious radio, OM Times Radio, IOM FM. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. OM Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single OM Times endeavor. Host your show with OM Times Radio Network. Hello, I'm Lisa Berry. Join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for Light on Living. A chance to see new, hear different, and feel more as I shine the spotlight on all the ways to lighten the load of life's challenges. Light on Living is your link to that new way you're looking for, that new understanding that will enhance your life, and that positive connection that will support your growth. So join me and you'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you. I'm Fidel Mshombo. I was born in a city called Bukavu in the Congo. We were a loving family and then boom, everything that I had disappeared in a single day. People think that when you are a refugee and they resettle to America and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one. It's time we welcome refugee families with open arms. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back. Reno Gevers, um, I want to talk about your third book, or The Yield and Be Overcome. I don't know when in the sequence of books, it may have been the second one that was published, but in that particular book, you talk about how change can positively impact our lives. And you um, talk about the Chinese teaching of the five elements um, and how we can see these changes as a principle of life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, that was actually my first book. Uh, I have um, done a, um, a, a training as a Tai Chi teacher and it emerged uh, very much from, from that uh, uh, teaching uh, on the five element philosophy uh, and I find uh, it particularly uh, interesting uh, in, in, in our times today uh, to look at what's happening in the external world from that perspective because uh, as you might know the, the five element uh, philosophy is used very much in, in uh, Chinese medicine tra traditional Chinese medicine uh, and if you look at it um, on a, on a social political level, uh, uh, what we're seeing at the moment is the, uh, an explosion of the, the fire element uh, of all those uh, uh, 
pent-up emotions uh, coming and going and uh, the, the, the short-term concentration levels, the, the constant urge to, to um, find something new, uh, to um, the, 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 um, uh, this, this almost uh, panic, panicky type of uh, um, uh, psychological setup of, of, of finding external means to satisfy an inner urge, uh, that all falls into a, a fire element that, that is out of balance. And we definitely need more of the cooling, the cooling water elements to, uh, to cool down those emotions, to bring them back into balance. And the, uh, the, the yin and yang, of course, is, is always this tug and pull trying to find a balance, nature trying to find a balance between different elements. And when something is out of, out of kelter, out of uh, balance, uh, nature always finds a way of, of bringing, bringing everything back into, into balance. It's part of, part of the whole evolutionary process. Uh, sometimes you just have things swinging in one direction and then completely into the other direction. And then some, at some point, finding a middle ground again. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that life is constantly changing. We are constantly changing. And yet the one thing many people fear is change. Yeah, because we we are animals of 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 uh, um, uh, who 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 um, want things to to be ordered, uh, want things to be comfortable. Uh, we 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 don't have a protective skin to protect us. So um, it, having that fear is has always been uh, something we we needed to survive as a species. But of course, um, the, the the other side of the the coin is that um, uh, it becomes very irrational if we, uh, especially if we're under stress. Uh, we know that um, the brain just shuts off um, its whole thinking process and uh, uh, falls into uh, a complete um, fight and fear fear mode. You know, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, we do fear change and we do resist change, and yet. Not all change is bad, and you know it's it's a natural inclination, a human uh, trait, if you like. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To try and make yourself as comfortable as possible in whatever circumstances you are. So even in the midst of change, you know, it's not going to be scary for long. No. And uh, if you look at it from the perspective of uh, evolution, uh, the species that doesn't adapt, that doesn't change, that becomes extinct. And uh, we, we as a humanity need to learn to adapt. We need to learn to adapt to nature's ways. Uh, in the past hundreds, thousands of years, we've uh, conquered, we've, we've conquered nature. Uh, we've exploited nature. We have to now go into, and that's what I call the raised consciousness level, we have to go into restoration. We have to uh, heal our natural habitats. Uh, we have to uh, 
become part again of nature. Uh, and this is something that uh, you, you learn as you dive into nature and, and, and become aware of uh, the, the, the sounds of birds and you see the small insects interacting with the bigger uh, um, animals and the, and the, and the plants. And um, this is something that you uh, experience in the, in the African bush where every beetle, every uh, um, mammal, uh, every plant interacts with the other. And we are also part of that. Uh, we, aren't, we aren't separate from it. No, no, we've got a lot to learn from nature. Um, you offer a mentoring program, which is all about finding soul purpose, meaning, and building resilience and mindsetting. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, um, I, I take up many of the cues that I've learned uh, on the Camino. Uh, I do that in personal one-to-one -one coachings. And uh, I do it in retreats. Uh, lots of it is uh, uh, health management. It starts with uh, the health management uh, program uh, on lifting your, your, your vibrational energy to a higher level. It starts with, with exercise, with nutrition, with mind-setting exercises. Uh, it's, it's those three levels that all come into play. Uh, and uh, finding that quiet space of of uh, um, schooling your awareness uh, sensory levels so that uh, you yourself find uh, your own sole purpose. Um, I'm not there as a mentor. That's why I call it mentoring, to tell you where to go. I just uh, assist you in improving your vibrational energy so that you can open your senses to where you as an individual want to go. You've also got an online course called Stepping Into Authenticity, Living to Be. What do you mean by that? Yes, that's exactly um, uh, what it is. Uh, stepping into authenticity is like that um, walking off that old baggage um, that you carry. Everyone carries a load and walking off that baggage opens those, those inner avenues to uh, the whispers of the universe that is telling you where you want to go. And um, as soon as those uh, pathways open, uh, things almost fall into place naturally. Whenever you, you confront resistance, it means either two things. You're on the wrong path uh, or you have to change your ways um, and, and adapt and, uh, uh, or you have a, a lesson still to learn. You write about um, resilience and what makes us strong through times of crisis. I mean, if ever we needed, you know, <laughs> all of our skills, resilience, as well as many other skills, um, it is now. So tell me what, what you mean and what you offer, uh, what you can Absolutely. share with us that could help um, us there. I think the first step really is to um, uh, stand guard at the doorway of your mind. Uh, more than ever, we have to stand guard at the doorway of our mind because um, especially what we're seeing uh, uh, in America at the moment with the elections um, shows us, you know, all the fake news, all the, all the lies, all these uh, uh, ideologies pulling us into certain directions, um, uh, all the negativity basically. Uh, as soon as you fall into that trap, and I'm talking now as an old newsman because uh, uh, journalists, of course, always see the, the, 
bad news, the bad news first, not the good news, which is also mm-hmm. happening at the same time. But mm-hmm. it does something to your psyche. It does something to you. And um, at some point, you just have to shut all that noise off. You have to switch off. Uh, um, and I'm at a point where I um, really try to reduce that dosage of news to a very low level um, because I've realized it, it really does something to me. Yeah, it does. I mean, indeed. And, you know, uh, I was interested in one of the pieces that you wrote. You were talking about um, communication and all the hatred um, and the vitriol that's spilling out on social media and how studies have actually been done on the way that people communicate and the words they use. And those that use, you know, um, some of those very negative terms, actually, it does affect them physically. And psychologically. Yes. Um, uh, we know this from neuro- neurological research that um, certain words uh, do something to your body. Uh, we know um, that uh, hate speech um, reduces, uh, uh, weakens your immu- immune system. So if you spread hate messages, uh, what does it do to you? Um, if you uh, spread uh, positive vibes, I mean, um, for instance, practicing a, a prayer or a mantra and repeating that mantra uh, uh, several hundred times, uh, maybe as you walk, that does something to you. Uh, that, that improves your vibrational energy hundredfold uh, to what it is if you uh, read, uh, say, a, 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 a hate speech uh, article or um, uh, some, some or, or uh, get exposed to some uh, news item or some social uh, media item that, that, of course, catapults you into, into some type of uh, uh, negative sphere. Mm. And everybody, as you said in one of your blogs, everybody is playing the blame game at the moment. They're all blaming it on something or someone else, whatever is going wrong in the world and in their own lives. What advice would you offer to people who are getting, you know, really concerned about, um, uh, you know, all of the things that are happening to them that are beyond their control and uh, are falling into the trap of blame? Yes, I mean, these are all the the toxic emotions, all the the ego emotions at play at the moment. Uh, It's a challenge. It really is. Uh, It's a challenge for every individual. It's a challenge for our societies uh, to to go into that that other energy, the positive energy. Uh, And as I said before, it's it's part of the pushback we're seeing at the moment. we we are having to go through burnt ground uh, before we before we see the light. Yeah, um, it, it's also way. lessons we have to learn as a humanity. I think uh, also that the whole COVID uh, uh, pandemic is teaching us, is trying to teach us something as a humanity. We have to uh, uh, fall back into uh, becoming aware of uh, nature's ways. Uh, and that we have a responsibility as a humanity, and if we don't learn that lesson, we will become extinct as a species. I find uh, uh, Richard Attenborough's uh, documentary is very interesting in this respect, who, who, who goes in very much the same vein. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Of all the people you've met on your 12 journeys, is it so far, on the Camino, 
Um, yeah, I just did my 13th one now. <laughs> okay. Who, I mean, tell us about some of the people that really impressed you the most or left made a big impact on you. Uh, there are so many. Uh, uh, I, I, for instance, remember a, uh, a father, a French, a former French army officer. He was walking with uh, two uh, donkeys. And uh, so I, I got talking to him and he, he said, well, uh, and I asked him why he was walking with two donkeys. And he explained to me that um, his, uh, his daughter had died from cancer. Uh, leaving uh, two grandchildren, and that her last wish was to walk the Camino with a donkey. And uh, before she died, he promised her that he would do this for her. It was a very moving experience. Why, why did she want to walk it with a donkey? Uh, some people do, uh, just uh, to uh, uh, maybe to um, uh, have that experience of walking with an animal. Uh, and because uh, many medieval pilgrims walked with donkeys, uh, it's, uh, every individual has a different motivation. Some people walk with a dog, uh, and uh, some people ride it on horseback. Lots of people go on a, on a bicycle, uh, which I think is uh, giving you a very limited experience of the Camino. Uh, but uh, it's, 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 for every individual, it's different. There's another story of a of a, um, a woman, an elderly uh, a German woman, who uh, fell on her second day of walking, and she hurt herself quite badly. She had to be carried to the next town by two other pilgrims. And then a, uh, a local uh, healer from the village came and asked her, you need to think about why you fell. If you know the answer, you will be able to walk again tomorrow. And mm. she mulled over this for the whole night, and she said, well, I'm very unhappy with my husband. I have to leave my husband. She was married to him for almost 40 years. Um, and uh, she got that sorted for herself, and the next day she could walk. And apart from that, she had quite a few medical issues to deal with. Uh, she had gone through cancer therapy. And uh, uh, then, then I, I met her again um, some years later, and uh, she, was, she was really good. She was, she was uh, uh, looking very good. Uh, one example of uh, the Camino having healed her or uh, where she had found answers for herself on the Camino. Yeah, I've heard so many stories of um, people who, you know, I mean, it, it, as I said, it's a transformative experience and everybody transforms in a different way. I can't imagine that anybody ever gets to the end and says, oh, well, that was a waste of time. You do have some individuals who say, "Well, I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see God on the Camino, or I didn't have that that great spiritual experience." I think um, it also depends very much on where you're at before you actually start the Camino. Um, uh, that 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 also plays a crucial part, and what answers you look you're looking for. Uh, every individual has a different experience, but I would say. The majority of people I've met on the Camino do come back as different people. Yeah. Well, Reno Gevers, thank you so much for joining us today and um, uh, telling us about your experience of the Camino and also some of these, these key principles, which I think are so important for us to bear in mind as we move through this transitional time. It was a great pleasure, Sandy. Thank you.
So Deep Walking for Body, Mind and Soul is published by Morgan James. You can learn more about Rainer Gerber's book, program, mentoring and his retreats and enjoy the wisdom that he shares on his blog at reinogevers.com. That's R-E-I-N-O-G-E-V-E-R-S.com. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer. You can learn more about me and the No BS Spiritual Book Club at my website, sedgbeer.com. In the meantime, I'll be back with another edition of what is going on at the same time next week. Till then, it's goodbye from me. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.